0: Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles.
1: Use code themomour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 151 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How's things going? good megan you are in between homes old home and new home yes
0: so sounds a little different here because i am actually in my old house um oh here comes my cat because she's like where have you guys been for two days well the <laughs> the pl- the answer is this one might be a little more casual than usual um we moved into the new house two days ago yay
1: but Exciting.
0: haven't moved over so we've moved over one pet we're waiting on the cat until we can get more fully settled and she's not happy about it. Her no. attachment disorder is kicking in big time. <laughs> um, but also, the internet didn't get hooked up on time in the new house. Of so I had to come back to the old house, which now has like almost no furniture in it, to record. And so it sounds a little echoey and hollow. So I apologize for that. And I apologize for my needy, needy kitty.
1: Needy kitty. Now, you know, That's okay. We'll roll with it. So what okay. are we talking about today? <laughs> so here's I'm going to set this up by saying you guys have been requesting that we get back to talking about... All things feeding a family. So meal planning, meals, and, you know, I feel like, Megan, we used to talk about this a little bit more in the first year or so of the podcast, and I have a theory why we have kind of avoided it in the last year or so. Okay. Because I feel like we might both be falling down on the job a little bit when it comes Uh, to
0: (laughs) the meal planning
1: and, like, I don't know. all these. It has not
0: been a great focus for me. I've been really good at pulling off, like, one fantastic meal a week. And then just utter baloney, including sometimes literally baloney <laughs> the rest of the week. So, well,
1: And I think our listeners like when we keep it real. And another reason, honestly, is we have a lot of listeners, not all of you guys, but we know a lot of you guys have babies and toddlers and really little kids. And I have to say that a lot changes when you think about feeding a family um, in those little years to where I am and where you are. So I think we've both just kind of not avoided it, but like haven't dealt with it. But we've had a lot of requests. So here's what we're going to do today. Today, we're going to talk about feeding a family when it comes to breakfast and lunch. And I thought that nice. might be kind of fun and a little bit less fraught with like all of this dinner expectations yeah. and like, well, I don't know. and we've
0: talked about before how we put so much emphasis on dinner as like the one savior, you know, like yeah. the one meal where your kid will get all of the nutrients. And we do tend to kind of gloss over breakfast and lunch, but they right. exist and they're important. So and yeah.
1: everybody has them. And we're going to talk about ourselves too, what we eat. So today is going to be the first in what I'm calling a loose series on feeding a family. And that means it might not all happen right in the next few weeks in a row, but we promise to bring you guys A few more episodes on feeding a family. We're going to start with breakfast and lunch. We'll do an episode about dinner, even if it's just us admitting that we're like really phoning it in right now. And then we'll do some other fun stuff like grocery shopping and meal planning. We should um, talk
0: about snacks this summer.
1: Yeah. Actually, two other networks, two other podcasts in our network have talked about snacks recently. And it's such a great topic. I feel like I could listen to podcasts about what people eat for snacks all day. So, and also before we get going, I want to tell you guys that Katie's with me at the end of the show. She and I have a really fun segment and she also is going to set up a giveaway that we're doing on Instagram from a great mom owned business, um, that makes really sweet, soft hooded towels and blankets called Lil. yeah, Lil B. Um, and the Instagram, the giveaway is happening on Instagram. Um, but you'll hear Katie and I talk about it at the end of the show. So go listen to that or stay on and listen to that and then go check out our Instagram, um, to see the giveaway. Cool. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair.
0: Use code or 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor Haya is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered chewable vitamin, was created.
1: That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one.
0: Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults.
1: All right. Okay. We ready to do this? We are. We're going to talk about breakfast. Oh, okay. Um,
0: I'm getting like anxious now because I'm going to have to talk about what I eat and what I feed my people, but okay, let's do this. No, it's all, we're just being <laughs> really
1: real. We're being really right. real. And if anybody's new out there, um, our kids are, mine are five to 10 age range and yours are nine to adult. We don't yeah. currently have babies and toddlers, but I did I did kind of throw some bullet points in here so we can if we do remember, you know, what we kind of fed them or what yeah. what were our go-to's at that ages. We'll we'll talk about that too. Um so I thought we could talk first about what is happening lately for breakfast in our house, both kids and grown-ups and also weekends. I threw weekends in yeah. there as its own special thing. So, what are kids and grown-ups eating in your house for breakfast lately?
0: This is terrible. I don't I have no idea. <laughs> i don't know because we all get up at different times um clara still eats toast every morning i do know that because she and i get up together well i'm up before her but then you know she and i are actually occupying house space at the same time um what she have on her toast totally depends on the day okay she loves her preference is nutella or cinnamon sugar Mm, yes um i understand why those are her preference but sometimes (laughs) i have to put my foot down and be like you got to have peanut butter today or something yeah. like you've had sugar toast now three days in a row. She's like, no, it's cinnamon sugar. No, it's it's sugar. So yeah. there is a little bit of cinnamon in there, but come on. Um. So Clara still has tea and toast with me in the morning. I no longer eat toast for breakfast.
1: Right. You are very rarely. Keto. You are. No, I, carb.
0: well, I would say no, I'm nowhere near keto and I'm nowhere okay. near no carb. I'm low ish carb. I'm okay. lazy, low carb, um, lazy keto. <laughs> but I, I don't start the day with toast because that just starts me on this sort of downhill spiral yeah so it's not to say I wouldn't have a piece of bread at some point during the day I do a lot actually but like I wouldn't start my day with that um in fact lately I haven't really been eating breakfast I've just been having like a I'll have a cup of tea with uh, half and half Mm -hmm. because once I've found that once I start eating I don't want to stop and also I'm so busy in the morning even if I'm at home I'm usually doing the radio show from home and I literally don't have time Mm -hmm. yeah to put food in my face. My one exception is bacon. I will have bacon for breakfast. Literally. Okay, how just do you bacon. cook
1: bacon? Cause I feel like I am a fairly accomplished, like I can cook most things, Yeah, but I, I don't have a quick and easy way for bacon. It's, well, it's not quick and easy. Okay. That,
0: that is, it's and I've smelled, tried buying
1: smelly and messy and yes. overwhelming for me.
0: So I make bacon. I have this, um, cast iron grill pan. Yep. Like a, it's like a griddle pan, but you know, it's got the grill marks yep. on it. Yeah um with lots of trial and error that is what I've settled on for making bacon in the oven and it's fantastic oh, now, in, I the also, oven. Okay. in the oven I've so I I tried make...
1: microwave stovetop and oven I've, I've done them all I just, yeah yeah
0: I've had the best luck in the past with either super slow on the stovetop like just in a frying mm-hmm. pan but like really slow or um in the oven at a pretty high heat like 400 on a cookie sheet but even okay. with in the oven I like it because it doesn't splash everywhere and you get more crispiness yeah but you really have to watch it really carefully. Um, in the oven. Yeah. And sometimes it's inconsistent. Like the edges are done differently. So I got this cast iron griddle pan and it is amazing. The bacon that comes off of it is absolutely perfect.
1: Wow. Can we link that up in the show notes? Yes, we will do that. Yeah.
0: Um, it is La Croce is the one I got. I, I got it for free. I didn't Spend that kind of money, but but it's worth it if you yeah, love bacon. We and, we, yeah. we
1: have a couple of those that have been like major Christmas presents. Like yeah. yeah, it's not our entire pots and pans, but it is. It's like a grown up thing to have. A yeah, said. it is.
0: And I will say, well, I could talk about making bacon on my on my uh, griddle pan all day. But what's cool about it too? It's like it's because it's a grill pan. The um the grease drips down into the grooves, right? So you you still have to kind of pat it with a towel, but not as much. And then I have this amazing grill pan that's just full of bacon grease which I then use on everything else nice. so if I need bacon grease I don't really use that pan for much else but yep. sometimes for dinner that night I will just throw vegetables right on yep. top of the bacon grease and just let it soak it up and it's pretty amazing Love so it. I eat a lot of bacon um Owen is so yogurt obsessed that he actually told someone that's what he's been doing for fun lately he's like eating. I've been eating a lot of yogurt
1: That's <laughs> a like, hobby okay. yogurt As a and a hobby. Yo-yo. It's like there's exactly theme.
0: it goes together is yo, 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 yo. Do you have
1: a go to kind of yogurt that you buy for your kids or is it um, whatever's on sale?
0: Yeah, whatever's on sale generally. Like I like to get the natural stuff, but they really like the sugary fruit on the bottom stuff. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I loved the, sh- the fruit on the bottom, but I never mixed all the fruit in. I would always only mix in like the top, mm-hmm. like little bit of layer because I thought it was too sweet. Um, so but I you know, they've got like the Siggy's brand. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like just the big thing of Stonyfield vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so when I. I think about it, I'll buy those for the kids. Yeah. But they like the little cups. Yeah. Can I say? Yeah. Um. Let's see. I don't think I think Isaac drinks tea for breakfast. I don't know that he eats anything. Sometimes I'll see him, you know, slapping together some toast on his way out. But he he kind of does his own thing. Yep. And he's eighteen. For
1: those who he's don't eighteen. Know. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> not like yeah. a fourth grader?
0: Right. No. He yeah. He's kind of managing his own his own mornings. Um. And William sometimes will drink like a protein shake. He's weightlifting now. Oh. So he'll drink like a a meal replacement or a protein shake. Or sometimes he'll, I hear doggy ears. Yep.
1: (laughs) We got dogs and cats today, friends.
0: (laughs) Um, Sometimes he'll like grab something like a piece of toast on his way out the door. But we're just, right now during the week, none of us are huge breakfast people. Yeah. It's just. The reality it's of just our the lives. Reality. At the there's yep. zero.
1: This is like not. There's no right answer in this. And podcast. Clara
0: gets a snack. She's not a huge eater anyway, and she gets a snack like an hour after she gets to school. Yeah. So even if she leaves the house a little bit hungry because she didn't finish her toast, it's not a big deal. And yeah, yeah, it's fine. So um,
1: yeah, okay. So us. yeah, so we are. Kids in my house are kind of cereal and milk, like. I gave up a long time ago. Actually, I never really subscribed to the idea that kids need a hot breakfast or a protein breakfast. Yeah. I know that breaks all the dietary rules, but like we've said a million times, we I just look at nutrition as like the whole picture, and mornings are crazy. So um, box cereal is one of probably the ways that I am a little more relaxed about sugar and stuff. They're not eating Fruit Loops or Cocoa yeah. Puffs, but the cereals I buy are not like – the super top most healthy. They (laughs) love honey bunches of oats. And I I was, I was going to say honey bunches of oats. I loved honey bunches of oats when I was a kid. And so Mm -hmm. I just, it's like, I don't buy a lot of, I don't, I buy almost nothing with like preservatives or packaging, but my breakfast cereal, like it just is what it is. So,
0: My kids don't you feel like honey bunches of oats is kind of like
1: middling sugar, though? It's not. I think it's middling sugar. What it doesn't have is a lot of like whole grains or fiber. So it's more that like, you know, it just doesn't it's not the ideal breakfast. But I I have zero guilt about it. So my kids call them big crunchies because, you know, like the the honey bunches of oats are like these big crunchies. Yes, They've, they've called them that since they were. Little. So, and my family
0: has a fun nickname for Honey Bunches of Oats oh really? too. This is so funny. That is so they so funny. They've always, our kids have always called them Honey a Boach. And I think it's because oh. when Jacob was little, he couldn't say it. Yeah. And so, Honey a Boach just stuck in our heads. So that's what that we always is called cutest. it. That's
1: the cutest. So, we call them Big Crunchies. <laughs> and um, Reed, who's like my most, like when he gets into it, something he like does not vary from his routine. And then it'll change. It'll be something else. But so, he will have Big Crunchies. Violet will have Big Crunchies. Allegra likes oatmeal. And I will just do oatmeal. I buy just regular old fashioned and oats i don't do really like fancy oatmeal but i make it in the microwave with milk so like a couple minutes stir it and then maybe 30 more seconds that works well for allegra she's real slow to get ready in the morning i think i've talked about how she has a rule where she has to be all the way ready before she eats breakfast because otherwise she'll never get ready she has to have shoes on hair done everything except brushing teeth um so she'll do oatmeal um, and so they kind of, and then I, I do buy Trader Joe's frozen waffles, like the whole grain ones. And they like those, they'll go through a phase of that, but like, really they don't do yogurt. They don't, I don't give them fresh fruit. Like they, they're pretty much carbs and sugar is what my kids yeah. eat for breakfast. It's fine. It just is what it is. Um, when we get into lunch, I'll talk about how my kids are actually those kids who eat their lunch at school. I know a lot of kids don't, but my kids do. So I load up the lunch with some better things, but breakfast it just is. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brian no, I and I, it. Brian cooks breakfast for both of us. So, for, and almost always I eat what he makes because he is a good cook and he works out in the morning and has more priorities in terms of like nutrition. And mm-hmm. I, my priority is just to eat. So we will either have eggs or a smoothie, depending on if he's like in a high protein mood or like a fruits and veggies mood. And I, I fought his smoothies or I resisted them for a long time because they have kale and chia seeds and all this stuff in them. Yeah. But I actually kind of like them now and it does feel really good. It feels good to just know that I did that first thing in the morning for my own yeah. like fruits and veggies and all that. And then I actually prefer the smoothies to eggs, but he will he, he, he'll actually like whip up a frittata. I think I've said that on this show, like he'll make a frittata on a random Tuesday morning and it like looks like something out of a restaurant. Um, So I'm I'm pretty lucky. I get my breakfast. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Can I
0: can I tell you, though, I my resistance to smoothies is not what's in them. Uh-huh. I don't like, first of all, I don't love cold drinks in general. Okay. I like drinks warm or room temperature. Okay. Generally speaking. And I really don't like cold drinks first thing in the morning. Okay. So that's
1: been yeah. a huge, well, like, and you live in a colder area. I can relate yeah. to that. If I'm feeling cold, I definitely don't want to drink something cold. Right. Um also I have a thing with smoothies where I have to drink them with a straw. Um and the straw oh. thing has actually I know because it's like they're they're pretty thick and like you get like a smoothie mustache and it, for some reason yeah. it grosses me out. Like when we go to my parents' house, my mom makes good smoothies but I won't drink them because they don't have straws. So we were going through a lot of plastic straws and I was having a little bit of like California um environment guilt. Yeah. And so I got these stainless steel straws and mm-hmm. some um some pipe cleaner brushes that really get in there and it's actually great i really like it as a way um i can link to those too
0: yeah do that um i was just thinking about cereal because we talked about that a little bit i want to i want to be clear that i do have cereal in the house and oatmeal um my kids all go through phases where they want certain things and then they switch so that's part of the reason but like it's hard when they get older to nail down like what is everyone eating for breakfast because because not only do i not know but it sometimes changes week to week and you can't remember um,
1: when you have multiple kids. No, and you like, can't remember I can remember so many things about my kids, but I cannot for the life of me remember which one likes salami and which one doesn't or whatever. Well, you know
0: you know how I know, kids, someone in my house is in an oatmeal phase is I find <laughs> bowls of like cement oatmeal oh, that is the in the sink, but I don't know who did it and I don't <laughs> know when they did it. All I know is someone did done it, you know? So yeah, that is annoying. Um but with cereal, we still buy plenty of cereal, but my kids are just as likely to eat that at night for a snack or yes. that is like a weekend gorge. Like that's the kind yeah. of thing my kids will go through like a whole box of something on the weekend. So, I ate yeah. so
1: much cereal when I was Me growing up, too. like growing up, like all the way through, I don't know, like till I was like 25. I love cereal and milk. I, I don't have it that much anymore, but I love it. And I it's like. A happy thing it's like a happy. I lost thing my right taste through.
0: for it in my 20s like I'll still have some but I don't eat it the way I used to I used to eat so much cereal and then I read there was a study that the more cereal the cereal you eat the more likely you are to have boy children male what? children <laughs> it's some I know it's something to do like literally you attract different sperm when your body's pH is different and something about
1: cereal like maybe like one of the things that's added you know like cereal. how they add yeah like, they like add, folic acid or something yeah they add some of the quote unquote, good. Whatever yeah. So there's minerals.
0: something about, you know, breakfasts, prepared breakfast cereal that is supposedly is more likely to make you have um, a boy rather than a girl. And I will say I stopped eating. I stopped eating cereal with a vengeance, probably around the age of 29. I just lost my taste for it. I didn't like as sugary of things anymore. And then yeah. when I started to lose interest in sweet, then I started to kind of lose interest in cereal. Um, and that's when I got pregnant with a girl.
1: After four now, boys. No, after four I mean, boys.
0: This, I mean, there's this, proof right this there. This
1: scientific study of one <laughs> is pretty compelling. I had pretty never Pretty anecdotally
0: that. interesting, I guess, yeah.
1: So. Um, okay, so that was fascinating. Do you remember any breakfast not hacks but just do you remember what breakfast was like when your kids were really little I'll try and think if I do too if if nothing comes to mind I want to say that we also did oatmeal that my kids liked oatmeal when they were really little and then maybe I would stir some frozen blueberries in that like when I was eating still food spoon feeding them um I think they just had whatever we were having yeah Um,
0: that's what I was thinking like I don't remember there being a ton of hacks because I think more so than now, especially except on the weekends. I will say the weekends we tend to have like a big, you know, I'll make like eggs and bacon and all the fixings. But, uh, you know, prior to that, um, when they were little was the time we all shared meals the most. And so we all just like you would, you know, you'd maybe pick off little bits of whatever and give it the pancakes and give it to the baby or like, you know, you'd have to make sure that the fruit was cut up enough for them. But I don't remember there being like, like a, big emphasis on having a separate breakfast for no no
1: me neither and I don't think I was ever that you know worried about like getting protein or getting um fruits and veggies like I think I've always just been I I, until recently now I do have smoothies or eggs but until the last five years yeah I want carbs when I wake up in the morning and so do my kids and I just haven't worried too much about it that's my story
0: Well, Um, I want carbs when I wake up in the morning, but I just realized if I eat them, then I eat carbs all day. So that's why I'm avoiding it. Yeah.
1: Um, And if I have any other tips, I would say that as my kids have gotten older and I know you'd say the same thing, I you realize that like. There's a lot that's inborn about morning and breakfast personalities. Like I have kids who are hungry first thing, and I was always that person too. I was a morning eater. And then you have kids who aren't morning eaters. I also have a kid who does like to eat in the morning but doesn't really like traditional breakfast food. And she will take out leftover macaroni and cheese or like want sliced up cucumbers and a hard boiled egg, like a, like a Japanese right. breakfast. So I feel like, um, th- there's nothing wrong with any of that. And actually breakfast is a time where I feel like it's kind of normal for everyone to kind of go their own route. Um, it's not you don't have the expectations of like, we all have to eat the same thing. Like, you know, yeah. some families do at dinner. So I don't know.
0: Or even amounts, you know, yeah. like, uh, I mean, the, <sighs> Some of my kids ate nothing for breakfast yeah. ever. And then they'd want like a snack mid morning. That was their breakfast. And I would yeah. get annoyed, like, didn't I have breakfast out for you? Yeah. But thinking back to when I was little, I was never a huge breakfast eater. If it was super early, I'd, right. I really wanted to wait, which was didn't work at all for school. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like everyone's different and everyone's eating patterns are different and. We yeah. are coming
1: off like the world's okayest moms in this episode. Okayest?
0: I think that that is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, we're coming off as the world's like, meh. You gonna, guys they'll, who they'll begged do. us to
1: talk about food, feeding a They're family, and meal very planning. You're like, uh, I could actually maybe like look up a expert book on this topic because right. Megan and Sarah are just, anyway.
0: This episode is sponsored by Olive in June, and Sarah, I am just so grateful that I have mastered the art of doing my nails at home. When I look down at my cute manicure, I feel a little more pulled together, no matter how crazy life is at the moment. Thankfully, Olive in June's Manny system makes it so easy and affordable to make Manny time a regular part of my weekly routine.
1: Well, I know the feeling, Megan, and I think it's so fun that with Olive and June, you get to customize your Manny system with your choice of six polishes, plus their top coat is included. So Katie on our team says that she has lately been layering some of their iridescent colors over their gel-like polishes, and the final result looks super shimmery and pretty. I might have to try that this spring.
0: Yeah, and Olive and June press-ons are another cool option. They look so real, and I think it would be a great way to test out another nail shape. A long almond shape is popular right now, and I'm kind of curious what that would look like on me.
1: Okay, well, keep me posted on that one. Listeners, visit oliveandjune.com slash hour for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first Manny system. Okay. We're going to lunch and we're gonna talk right. about how lunch works now in our houses for kids, grown ups, weekends or you know, vacations when everybody was home. Um, do you want me to start? I feel like I put you on the hot seat. Well, or... it's
0: either way, it's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm I just have to say, like, nobody does lunch in my house right now. Right. But I still school, would love to know, you know
1: what they're taking or sure. are they buying, like how does lunch work? Yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: So, okay. I'll go first then. Okay. Cause I think I'm not going to have a whole lot to say, but I'll see. Um, so in theory, all of my school aged kids pack a lunch. That's the theory, right? So right. here's what I suspect is actually happening. I'm buying all these lunch supplies and I think they're all eating them when I'm not looking. And then um, I think they're like bringing a sandwich to school and pretending like they're making full lunches. That's just so my they're theory supposed
1: to make their own, even Clara and Owen.
0: Um, Claire does not. I make Claire okay, um, you. Owen makes his own. William makes his own. I just find that by the time like Tuesday rolls around, the whole filler box, I don't know if you have one of these, but like if, like we have yep. a box of lunch fillers. Yep. it's just I don't know, suspiciously <laughs> low. <laughs> And nobody complains or says anything, which indicates to me that they know why it's low. It's because they're eating it ahead of time. So um, I do every now and then get a panicked call. Like, can you put money on my lunch account? Which I purposely keep really low. Like I'll keep a couple bucks on there so they can get milk or if they have an emergency, they can have lunch. But I purposely don't keep money in there because I found that then they, especially the kids who are in middle school and above, they can just have a la carte. Yeah. So they can just get whatever they want. Um, Clara's lunch is so teeny. And I feel guilty because I feel it's like often like a cheese stick and an apple or a cheese stick and crackers or a granola bar and a cheese stick. Like you're seeing the pattern here. It's like right. two items. But that's because consistently, if I give her more than two things, she brings yeah. half of it home. I think that's so, a, common, yeah.
1: a common story.
0: Yeah. and I've asked her, am I giving you enough food? But she's getting a milk. So she yeah. gets milk and, you know, kind of a big, heavy snack. And I just think she's not a huge eater. I think she's gabbing with her friends. Yeah. And so she comes home really hungry and then pigs out, which is, yeah,
1: it's fine with me too. We do big after school snacks and we should like do one of these episodes about snacks and sweets or something. Cause after school snacks is like its own segment for sure. Yes, yes, yes. So Um, I'll talk about myself a little bit, I guess. So Mm -hmm.
0: myself for lunch right now, because I am trying this like lazy keto thing, it's often (laughs) one of the higher protein kind bars. Um, some of them like the higher protein, lower carb ones, none of them are truly low carb, but some are like, make a really decent lunch if the alternative is like going out for a sandwich. Yeah. I eat a lot of almonds. I eat peanut butter by the spoonful. Nice. And I eat a lot of Cobb salads. There's I a place down the road salad. from my work. And if I'm really starving, I will pay the 10 bucks or whatever. I for think a we've salad. talked
1: about this, how we both, it is like the perfect meal. It, a cop it salad. is.
0: It actually is. per. Actually, I think I might have one today. I really yeah. want one now. I yeah. love a
1: Cobb salad. Yeah. Um. Okay. So in my house for kids, all three of my kids get a packed lunch. Violet only goes to preschool three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, she's home with me. But I almost always pack her a lunch anyway those days because I'm doing it anyway. And that way, no matter where we are, we might go to the gym and she'd go to the childcare there. Or even right. if we're home, the lunch is packed. So pretty much five days a week, even though she's home a couple of days. um, Like lining the lunch. I actually took a picture this morning because I knew we were talking about this. So I'll post a picture of three little lunch boxes lined up and what's in them. Um, And my, like the go-to main dish or main I guess in my kids lunch is they really like deli meat rolled up in a tortilla with nothing else Mm, they're not like so it's not like a roll that you or I would like where it's like cucumbers and right like a mayo and a meat and it's like super boring and Reed likes ham and the girls both like turkey. And so it is just lunch meat rolled up real tight, like really. So it's like a tight little tube of lunch meat and tortilla. And I cut it in half and they just call it a roll up, like a ham roll up or yeah, a turkey that's what roll my up. My kids
0: call, make cheese roll ups. And yeah. Peanut butter roll ups and all stuff kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So
1: that works. Um, and then they might choose like our little snack basket would have like I get the Z bars, like the Cliff Kids yep. um, Z bars. I get um, Violet still likes the applesauce, like fruit squeezers, the little pouches, and Reed will sometimes go for those too. I get them at Trader Joe's. Um, our school is no nuts, which does make it hard because my kids love a couple of them love peanut butter. Violet really likes almonds, and that's that's healthy stuff, and I can't send it to school, so that has to wait till after school. Fruit is really hard in the packed lunch. My kids are good fruit eaters, but even my best fruit eaters get really weird about like the sliminess or the turning brown. There's like no perfect fruit. Grapes would probably be a good one that almost all of them would eat in a lunch, but I often do sliced up apples. Um, And I'm just trying to think through the other little bento box containers. Oh, you know, what's a good go-to for my kids is dried cranberries or dried blueberries or raisins. Um, I know those do pack some sugar. I know it's not a sugar free food, but I don't really buy fruit snacks except for, airplanes and special occasions. So if it's the, if it's the cheap version of fruit snacks and I'm not comparing it to like a whole fresh fruit, um, I think that's decent. They all really like those for their morning snack recess um, and I can buy them in bulk and it's not so much packaged stuff. I feel like it's really cost effective um, for the most part. Allegra likes these dried blueberries that are kind of expensive. But.
0: Yeah, no, those can those really yeah. can be. And sometimes I um, I get raisins and cranberries. My mm-hmm. kids like those. And I just feel like they're kind of an alternative to yeah. like a fruit snack yeah. or something. You know, they're not I'm not I'm not making a meal out of it. Exactly. I'm not
1: kidding yeah. myself that it's the perfect superfood, yeah, but those but I are think good for option. mixing
0: in to like a existing granola or yeah. into yogurt or something like that, or just, you know, having as a little snack on the side.
2: So yeah. I'm cool uh, with that. I'm
1: glad you brought up yogurt because my kids don't usually eat yogurt in the morning, but they do. I send an ice pack and most of the year it stays cool enough that I feel fine sending a yogurt and Trader Joe's, which I know you don't have, but Trader Joe's has, my kids call them the tiny yogurts and they're like, okay. they really are little and they come oh, in the, the itty six bitty ones yeah. yeah. And they're, I think they're still like whole milk. I mean, they're really they're pretty like from a dairy perspective they're higher fat but that's for me that's fine for my kids but um and they do really like those and they fit in a lunch in a way that bigger yogurts don't and also it's just not so much so I know it won't go to waste and so um they have all different flavors and so how do
0: you feel about yogurt in a tube
1: um so, I don't know. I feel like, the, yeah, it's kind of weird. We freeze them. So, oh, yeah. there's one kind that I will get at Costco sometimes that's a little bit lower sugar and a little healthier. Yeah, they have actually
0: gotten really good with making, like, I mean, I think even her. makes I think it's Stonyfield. I think it's oh, one Field. of the good,
1: yeah. So, I think it's Stonyfield that will be at Costco sometimes. And um, my kids like them frozen. And so, then it's like, you can freeze them and just eat them like a frozen popsicle. Or right. you can freeze them, put them in a lunch, and then they're at least still cold. And they yeah. kind of keep the rest of the lunch cold. So, yeah, I'm so, fine with it.
0: I have to share my, my weird little hang up about these. Now, first okay. of all, let's just be frank and transparent about the fact that all of these things are creating so much packaging. And I oh, hate yeah. that. I hate yes. that. Like, yep. I wish I didn't rely on some of these things. Um, but the reality of my life is right now, sometimes I do, but I have this visceral reaction because when I was a kid, eating anything in a tube would like tear up the sides of my mouth. Oh, like the corners yeah, of my I mouth. can see that. And I know, like, remember those Freezy pops? Those had a particularly stiff uh-huh. little edge, and sometimes I had actual cuts, like in the summer, oh, from eating those sad. things. So now, when I look at my kids eating, like, it gives a, you like
1: the I, you know, like a
0: yogurt tube, it just gives me the heebie jeebies. So I have an, a bias against them for yeah. that reason, even though those ones are soft, and I don't think they do the same thing. Right? I just, I can't. Help I also myself.
1: feel like there's a little bit, we're getting on a major tangent here, but there's a so little right. bit of false marketing in that they're often marketed toward really little kids as a convenient yeah, little vehicle. Kids but can you imagine <laughs> handing like a three year old or two and a half year old, a yogurt tube? That's why freezing them does help a little bit, yeah. but like you squeeze once and it's like, Everywhere. The pouches, at least, they they know how to suck on the end. But I feel like it's a disaster. Nobody knows.
0: And even adults aren't good at tearing those straight across. Like half the time you tear it down and then you've got this gaping hole on the side. And yet
1: they're always, you know, like it's meant to be this really great convenient food for really young kids so i don't know how yeah. you guys listeners feel about yogurt tubes i really we, only buy we obviously them. have some thoughts i only buy them <laughs> sporadically because it is this one brand at costco that ends up being fairly healthy and fairly cost-effective otherwise so my kids it's kind of like a treat for them so um i guess i should talk about well i'll post a picture of my kids lunches in the show notes because i know people kind of like to it's like a geek out over that kind of stuff yeah um But for lunch for myself, when I'm home, well, whether I'm home with Violet or home on my own, I've really come to rely on Trader Joe's salads. And I used to have a real thing against buying pre-made salads because I felt like it was a waste of money and I could do this myself and it was like some kind of cop out, especially because I was a stay-at-home mom or working from home like... I don't need convenience packaged salads. Also, packaged salads in bags and stuff used to be real gross, like the lettuce was yes, gross. Yes, yes. So I think it's a, ma- a matter of the salads have gotten better. Trader Joe's makes them very cost-effective. Most of the ones I buy are like, Three or four dollars. They're not like $6.99 or anything. And I just decided that it's worth my time and money. Um, and they have really good ones. They have a barbecue chicken one that I like. I totally change it up um, because I get bored. Um, and Trader Joe's also has some burritos in the refrigerated section that I will warm up, and those are good. So I'm kind of on the, I would say, relatively healthy but still packaged convenience food lunch like I'm not making like a stouffers but I'm doing the trader joe's version of that kind of yeah.
0: I'm such a lazy lunch person like for me I'm, and I'm kind of a, in general like unless I'm cooking for a family or for a group I and I think I've said this on the show before, like I am perfectly happy eating the same thing all day long. I really don't care. Yeah. So I could see myself having the exact same thing for lunch for like the rest of my life and not caring <laughs> if there's not another option in front of me. Yeah. Now, if there's another option in front of me, if I'm going to a restaurant or something, then I want to like live it up. But if I'm in my house, it's really like I'm hungry. What's in front of me? Sometimes it's an avocado.
1: Mm, I just that's yummy. Yeah. I
0: just squeeze some lime juice on it and salt and that's nice. my lunch. Or sometimes it's like if I'm eating more. If I'm in a sandwichy kind of place, I'll have a sandwich or sometimes it's just whatever I have to eat to continue with my day. But I'm just really like I don't like to stop what I'm doing
1: to I know. To make I, myself food. I'm the same way. And the other weird thing about me is, and I probably said it on the show before, but I really front load my calories in the day. You guys know I'm a morning person. My energy's higher in the yeah. day, but I also eat more. And, and I really almost eat like three meals before like two o'clock because I eat <laughs> a relatively light breakfast and it's early. And so then I'm hungry again at like 10. And if I'm at home, I might have my Trader Joe's salad at 10 o'clock because it's like It's like my lunch and I don't care. I don't stand on ceremony about what time. But then if I eat at 1030, I'm going to be hungry again at like one, which is like a little before I go get the kids from school. And then I might have a little something else then. I also like leftovers for lunch. So if we've been on our dinner game and there are leftovers, I do like that. But then I don't eat very much from like three o'clock on. I'm really not a big eater, And I I think that probably also is, um, is connected to my low energy later in the day. So I'm not saying this is a good thing, but. Just yeah,
0: I'm more of a lunch or dinner eater. So if I have a big lunch, I, I won't necessarily eat a big dinner, but I will always eat one or the other. I will yeah. always have either a bigger lunch or a bigger dinner yeah. as opposed to breakfast. Just yeah. the way my no, energy works. Sense.
1: Do you remember anything about lunches when your kids were tiny? I just remember cutting crusts off a lot of sandwiches.
0: I remember um, using fancy um, like those things that you like cut the um, sandwich out like like a little thing that. Yeah, I'm like, not saying this right.
1: Yeah. Like Instead like of a using a knife. Cheddar?
0: Yeah. Like a cookie cutter yeah. to cut the sandwich up. Um, I think mine cut it into, I had one that did circles and one that did triangles. Uh uh-huh. Um, I remember making a lot of little smorgasbords the way you've talked about smorgasbord yeah. dinner. I remember doing like that on a minor, like a small yeah. scale, like cheese cubes and crackers yeah. and nuts or something like that. But otherwise, no, I think it was kind of the way, I don't know. I do breakfast, like kind yeah. of like whatever. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I agree. I remember lunches being really messy. Um, just, I get a yogurt go, coming back to the yogurt. I feel like my kids were always yogurt eaters, but n- less at breakfast and more at lunch. Mm. So I feel like I have a lot of mental pictures of just really messy kids and I just wipe them down and put them down for a nap. Um, and I, my, I didn't really get into lunch meat for my kids until they were a little bit older. I think all the like nitrates and nitrites and all that, like I was trying to avoid, but now I get some pretty, I get some pretty natural lunch meats that are pretty preservative free now. But, um, so I kind of wish I had figured that out earlier because I feel like that would have been another protein option and my kids all really like deli meat so yeah Um, yeah mine do
0: too did I ever tell you the story about Jacob wanting sitting out he was like two years old and he was obsessed with I don't I don't remember what it might have been hot dogs something something I didn't want him to have a lot of yeah and he's sitting outside the fridge in his diaper
1: (laughs) going meat
0: (laughs) more meat because I wouldn't let him have any more meat (laughs) So Isn't that sad? sad? It was I so do sad, I do think
1: I mean everybody has their different things when it comes to like what you do and don't want to feed your kids, so it's it depends on the person, but I do think there are a lot it's getting more affordable to avoid certain things that that are quote unquote bad, including the preservatives in meat and like, you know, if you want to do organic, like all of that, I have noticed just the prices are coming down and the availability is greater um, over the last five to 10 years. So I think that's a good, that's a good thing. And yeah. Yeah. um, Hot dogs cut up again. I don't think I was doing that for lunch for my kids when they were tiny, but I would now if I had a two-year-old now I'd be cutting up hot dogs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: um, Okay. So I don't know. Any other lunch tips? Did we...
0: Are no. Anything- do you want to do a blast in the past lunch? What did you eat for lunch when you were a kid?
1: Oh, that's a good idea. So in my in my childhood lunch bag, I would have had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Me too. Um, when we did our beverages episode, I remembered those Minute Maid juice boxes, but mine were always orange juice because they didn't like apple juice as much. But now that, that thought of that is super gross because like warm orange juice is just really weird. Yeah. Um, and what else? It would have been a fruit probably, although... I don't have much memory for what the fruit would have been. And then Mine I was like an apple
0: or an orange or a banana.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And my lunches were pretty, I remember trying to trade for Cheetos and Doritos and I remember coveting the junk food that my friends had. It seemed like everyone had it, but me, but I know that's not true because I lived in an area where there were lots of like hippy dippy health food eaters too. Right. Like, it was just like you had all extremes. And so all I noticed were the Cheetos and Doritos right. and the snack packs <laughs> I and the I fruit never roll like, ups, you know, like the really bright fruit roll ups. I don't think I got those ever, but I, man, I traded for them and I wanted them. Um, also at my elementary school at lunch, there was popsicle day once a week where for a quarter they sold popsicles on the playground. And that was really fun. If you forgot your quarter, you were so sad.
0: Yeah, yo. Mm. yeah,
1: Because we didn't really, we didn't have like the typical cafeteria, so the popsicles were like, that was like a big thing.
0: We had a very typical cafeteria, and I will say that one thing that comes up again and again is the pizza that we had when, oh, okay. and, like I never had hot lunch, hardly ever, but Every now and then my mom would let me get it. And I always tried to have it be on pizza day. And it was like this weird square piece. Is it pizza square? These, yes, yes. Really
1: greasy. Like and with like of, holes in the bottom? Yes, yes. Yes. And we did too. And I do remember that. I think that's the only time anyone got hot lunch, to be honest. <laughs> like we didn't, we ate outside because it was California yeah. and we didn't have like the typical lunch line thing. Right. So they did have hot lunch options, but I just didn't know anybody who got them. But I do remember that pizza was exactly the same. Yes. And it's a memorable got, thing. When I got to junior <laughs> high, they had pizza hut in our cafeteria. And I for oh, sure, when you were talking about your. Your yes. kids like not wanting them to do a la carte because they'd just get whatever. I mean, I for sure, probably with my own money, because I doubt my mom was sending me money, would get Pizza Hut Pizza and like those frozen custard, like frozen chocolate custard in like a cup. Do you remember those? It's like yeah,
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like pulled a back ma- a little tab. Yes, like a poor yeah. man's
1: Wendy's Frosty but in a cup. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that That was supposedly
0: the ice cream. You're like, this that is, is not so
1: gross and bad for you. But that was little seventh grade me. <laughs>
0: i think okay. i ate a lot of donuts in seventh grade anyway yeah.
1: yeah good call okay real quick before we wrap i wanted to let everybody know that we received two nominations for the iris awards it's really exciting the iris awards take place at the mom 2.0 summit which is coming up in may um, and they're a really fun award ceremony really recognizing all voices in parenting media so you know Video bloggers, bloggers, writers, photographers, podcasters. Um, So we are up for podcast of the year along with some great company. And we're also nominated in the best sponsored content category for our episode we did with Wit Honey and um, which Wit Honey, sorry, and Responsibility.org. So that was a really nice thing to find out and yes we're we've been great- nominated
0: before but never twice so right it's exciting
1: and we're in great yeah. company so in the show notes I'll link up all the nominations and you can go see the only people eligible to vote are people who've been to the mom 2.0 conference but yeah um, if you
0: have check your email though because I think the ballot gets emailed too so. yeah
1: and um, I know and anybody can nominate and I did post a couple times so if, if those of you took the time to nominate us we so 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 appreciate yes, it thank and, you Yeah. Um, And then also, Katie is with me at the end of this show, and she and I have a giveaway. So keep listening, and you will hear that shortly. And we will be back with you guys very soon. This was fun. Hey, guys, it's Sarah. I'm back here with Katie Addis. Hey, Katie. Hey, Sarah. So um, Katie has, as usual, a struggle, a success, and a discovery from her life as a mom of two little kids, ages one and three. And then after that, Katie and I have a fun giveaway for really moms of right in that age range that you guys are going to love. And the giveaway is happening on Instagram. We'll tell you about it in just a little bit. But Katie, let's get to the good stuff first.
2: Okay. so actually, I've stopped kind of reeling from this struggle experience that I had recently. But um, let's see. This past week, actually, yeah, was just when it ended, we had a total terrible trifecta hit our house um, with Luke first. So he was, he first had a cold Uh and he was teething badly this week. And then lo and behold, out of nowhere, we get hit by a stomach bug. All of you? Well, okay. Thankfully, no. It first went to Luke and then to Anna Lee. And I think this is just a good cautionary tale for all the moms out there including myself who developed a little swagger saying things like oh you know nope I've never never had to deal with the puke stuff never had to deal with say never never say never famous last words um and I mean that I I think that's the case with so many things right like I've never had to deal with picky eating or right sleep issues (laughs) never say that yeah never say either yeah biters whatever whatever it is so there I was um and Luke just, we were in a public place. It came out of nowhere. He was a little extra clingy this, this mm-hmm. particu- particular morning. We had gone into a store, and um, there I was at a clothing rounder, and all of a sudden he just starts letting it out. Oh, my gosh. Everywhere.
1: In the store. In the store. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yes. It was like a scene out of the movie. It was like all eyes on me, all oh. heads turning, whoosh.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, I don't think I've had that. I've had airplanes many times because I have one child who gets sick on airplanes. But I'm trying to think if I've ever had that public.
2: Yes, and it was it was pretty violent. I mean, it was it was it must have been audible because I'm telling you, every person from every corner of the store. Can I ask what just, store you were in? I was in Children's Orchard.
1: Okay, I love that a, a children's
2: resale store. Yeah,
1: that's like a consignment store near us. Yeah, yeah. A plug for children's orchards since they had to clean up (laughs) Luke's puke. I know. And
2: actually, the normal salespeople who are typically in there were not there. And I kind of said a silent thank you because um, this new salesperson was so nice. She she ran over to me and so did another mom. I mean, this is kind of one silver lining in this terrible story is that um, this mom rushed over and said, do you need paper towels? you need paper towels. Um, and it was almost like one of those, I think my mouth was just agape for at least a minute where I needed to be told what to do. Yeah. I needed to be told you need paper towels. Did you have both kids with you? Yes. Was she in school? Oh yes. And thankfully Annalie just kind of like followed in tow. So I'm, you know, ushered to the back recesses of this store where I have to w- walk down a hallway, find the bathroom, mop him up. Is I took crying. At no, no, because he's sometimes
1: little kids cry when they throw up. They don't know what's happening. No,
2: he was very subdued. OK, so I'm stripping him of all of his clothes. I mean, it had gotten on my clothes, my tennis shoes that I just recently bought. Um, so I just I throw his clothes away in the trash. Nice, can. I call. grab I grab <laughs> I, I knew you would be a fan yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, I grabbed the trash can liner because I didn't want to leave. I wanted to be a responsible mom, not leaving the puke smell in the bathroom. Um, and took that with me and then bought him a shirt on our way out. And we pieced out of there really quickly. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. (laughs) That is pretty epic. Yeah. Um, well, I have a couple things to say about puke. First of all, of two things. One, I saw a funny internet meme go around. I want to say Jill from baby rabies shared it, but it had something to do with like, let's all admit that we've been that mom whose kid pukes in the middle of the night. And instead of changing the sheets properly, we just throw a towel over (laughs) it and climb into bed with the child (laughs) who's puking. Because I have been that person from the beginning. I will just sit here, right here, and admit that I do not fully change sheets in the middle of the night. Almost ever. That's a policy. I really don't. Because what... Okay, I'm not going to let a child sleep in their own vomit or urine. I promise. But I would rather move their bed... Like, move them to a different bed, have them come in with me, or put a couple of really absorbent towels on and, like, a sheet over that, and, like, pass out for four or five hours till the night is over and then get up and deal with it. And I right. don't think that makes me a totally disgusting human, but I did. That was the first time I've ever ever heard someone else mention it. So if you out there have ever thrown a towel over, I mean, like scoop up the puke, right? right. Like, do that. But I'm not stripping beds and dealing with fitted sheets in and the middle of the night. Deep and deep cleaning and
2: deodorizing. No. And, yeah.
1: No. Or running the laundry. Like I'm just, I, I'm not a good middle of the night, like that type of person. So anyway, Understandably. I don't think you're a gross human if you do that and I did think that was funny and my other thing was um and we didn't plan this but I also had puke in the last few days so we were on vacation last week and my husband got what we thought was food poisoning and I talked to one of my best friends as a nurse and she's like just so you know, almost every time you think it's food poisoning, like, it's actually a stomach bug. So just, like, I hope no one else gets it. And it really seemed like food poisoning. We'd been out to this very rich dinner. Mm. Um, It hit right, like, two hours after he ate. Like, it just okay. really had all... Plus, we're eating seafood. We're traveling. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yep. 48 hours later, two hours before we had to leave for the airport. So we had to, we had to get up at 4 a.m. for our flight. And at 2 a.m., Violet starts puking in the middle oh, of the night in our hotel room. Oh, and we're wow. about to leave to travel from Hawaii back here. So, (sighs) but my point of that is, is I traveled a a long day of travel with a puking five-year-old and it was really not that bad because once they're old enough to puke into a bowl or a bag and like understand what's happening, it's so much easier. So puke doesn't really ever stop. I still deal (laughs) with puke. Like my kids still randomly get stomach bugs. My oldest gets sick on planes almost every time. Like I've, I, I don't think the puke gets a lot less, but it gets a lot easier because they start to know and be able to predict it. Yeah. They can like, hug a toilet or a bowl, and it's not so upsetting. Yeah. So I felt like, I was like, that seems like it should have been harder. Like, I had a kid with the stomach bug and I had to fly on two airplanes. Yeah. And wow. Like, it just wasn't that bad. And Well, it, it's because, you said yeah. you've dealt with a lot of puke before on airplanes specifically. So yes. was it motion
2: sickness-induced
1: yeah. vomit? Allegra. And the first time, okay, we're getting long here, but this is actually a funny story about toddlers. The very first time it happened, we didn't know that she would get airsick, and she was 15 months old. Okay. So, like, not that much different than Luke, and her vocabulary wasn't very good. And no. we still, my kids still laugh at this story. And so she had, she had single word vocabulary and she's okay. crying and she's fussing and the plane's kind of in descent and she's, we can't figure out what's going on. And she looks at us and she goes, poop. <laughs> and then she pukes <laughs> everywhere. And we still laugh at that story. because like, something was happening. Oh, that's hilarious. And, like, what a great so precursor. Weird. Right. Like she was trying to identify like, poop? Tummy. no nope. nope. Tummy something <laughs> yeah. is happening. Anyway. Yeah. That's hilarious. So many so many puking horror stories. Yeah, because,
2: I mean, stomach vomit is different from motion sickness or stomach flu. That's true. That's so, true. So, yeah, moms, share share your epic stories with yeah. us. That
1: would be. One other time, our whole family got the stomach bug when I was 36 weeks pregnant with my third child. Oh, oh my goodness. And Thank I got God it. It was your third. I got it. It was my third. But I, yeah, there's something about trying to throw up when you like can't even bend over. Oh, and it sent me not into like preterm labor, but I was having like crazy contractions. I was so dehydrated. All everyone had it. All of us. Wow. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Let's proceed.
2: Okay. Let's move on to something less gross. So I'm moving on to a discovery and these discoveries have to do with recreational reading as a mom, which is notable because I feel like since I became a mom, my attention span for books Mm -hmm. and my appetite for reading has diminished. I think because I just have less time. So it's like, if the book is in any way, shape, right. or form less doze-worthy, for, right. Yeah, like I'm gonna hit the pillow yeah. then and ditch the book. Right. Well, not these two books. Nice. I okay. mean, they are like the most salacious page turner. Nice. maybe salacious is a little strong, but um the book titles are The Last, Mrs. Parish. Okay. Have you heard of that one? No. Nope. And then the other one is called Behind Closed Doors. Okay. And both of them are kind of in the same vein of a uh, perfect. Couple, it seems. Okay, but there's there's more to them Intrigue. than meets the eye. Do you eye. have either
1: of them in hard copy? Did you library? What did I like,
2: yeah, I library. So I read them both in hard copy, which I think is. I don't know. I I, I think I enjoy real hard. paper books. Yes. Okay. I, I
1: think it has to be a very special circumstance for me to read electronically. Yeah. I'm an old school.
2: No, I I'm with you. I think I've recently discovered that the book experience is better when yeah. I have a tangible thing in front of me rather than my Kindle. So um. Anyway. I will tell a caveat about the last Mrs. Parrish. It's divided into four parts, I believe. And part one does kind of read like a sappy... um suspenseful, in a way, Lifetime movie. Okay. So you're kind of like, okay, I've seen this formula before. Right. It's predictable. But then, but then part two through four, I mean, it's going to be hard for you guys to continue mothering because you are going to want to
1: stop. I love I'm it. I have not you. read a fictional book like that in a long time. And our listeners know I read mostly nonfiction. I read a lot of boring, like parenting and self-help books. I'm a great resource for if you want recommendations there. I'm terrible with fiction, but what I need is somebody to just put a book in my hands. Okay. So I was hoping that you could just bring this and put it in my hands, but yes. now I will go to our local library yes. and get them. Okay. Please do. So and then guys- the other one
2: I finished in like two days because it was so good. Behind Closed Doors was the second one. Okay.
1: So we'll link those up um, at themomhour.com. Go to the show notes for episode 151 if you can't remember.
2: And if you read them, email me yeah. at themomhour.com. Yeah because I want to know what you thought. Seriously, yeah. please. Discussion. Discussion. Okay, and then lastly, um, this feels like a little bit of tuning my own horn, but um, but it's I had... A it's a success. I, it was a physical, um, personal achievement. Nice. And that is, um, my husband and I did... Um, a hike yesterday that was five and a half miles, elevation, 600 feet. So we did the top of the world hike. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done that one? I have once. Once. So I've gone there and back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's kind of a big deal. It is.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. So I don't. So it's 5.5 total. We tracked it round. Okay.
2: Uh huh. But you know, you're going up several
1: substantial hills and
2: Mm -hmm. the last time I had done it was pre kids, pre pregnancy even. So I just, Look at it as, wow, you know, you really made it. Like you can run again. you can walk up those hills. It's such um, a
1: good feeling to have finished a big hike. Yeah. I have the most trouble wanting to do a big hike. Oh, okay, but it is such the motivation, a good, isn't there? Well, I just it it takes a long time. And I, I'm I know. like, I, I am know. sort of an impatient person. yeah. And so I think of all the other things I could do, but it's so sad. I mean, you never regret a really never good regret hike. It. Megan's yeah. good about hiking too. She loves to hike and where she lives, you have limited time to do it. So I feel like she's really good about that kind of yeah. thing.
2: Yeah. Well, the whole way you're on a hike, let me ask you a question. So are you thinking about how you're being productive, burning calories, or yeah, are you I like mean, you enjoying know, the scenery or a both, little bit of both? A little
1: bit of both. Like okay. I feel really... Glad that I do it. It's just the it's just the committing to do it. Actually, yeah. I did top of the world with Allegra, and she felt really. Mm-hmm, she felt so proud that oh, she did. Oh, yeah, that much. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was like it was a random day where I don't know why she didn't have school and the other kids did. I can't figure that out, but um, anyway, we did it just the two of us. So yeah.
2: And did I get the email right, Sarah? Hello. Did I yeah, say hello, hello at the momhour.com. Mom yeah, okay. You
1: guys know. Or you yeah, know yeah. where to find us. Yeah, you guys are pros. Um okay, should we talk about our giveaway? Yes. Okay, guys. So we have a giveaway of a really, really cute hooded towel. And um, this is from a company called Lil B. Um, and the giveaway is happening on Instagram. So all you have to do is head to our Instagram, which is at the mom hour, and look for the post um that is doing this giveaway. But Lil B makes really super sweet, soft, and really uniquely designed um, blankets and hooded towels. And what we're giving away is two hooded towels for you and a friend. So it's one of those fun tag-a-friend giveaways. Um, But Katie, is she actually brought her. She got to try out the hooded towel, and it's super, super cute.
2: I did. And in my household, this hooded towel concept is actually kind of a treat because as a new mom, you think, oh, well, I will only buy hooded towels. But then... You know, number two comes along and we ditched the hooded towel so soon okay? Um, because, you know, a normal towel works. Yeah. However, getting the hooded towel yeah. now, I realize,
1: oh my gosh, even as they get older, it's Almost, it's almost nicer because it's almost they nicer have more hair o- yes it, that and like they can walk and run around which my kids always loved to do so I almost feel like with the babies it's different you're sort of wrapping them in the hooded towel but right. my kids all loved and we, we only had the ones that we received as gifts I wouldn't say I went out and bought a bunch but we totally used them yeah I don't know until they were like five like it gets the towel is relatively smaller but they still love to put it on and wrap it around so yeah and this, this one's length, super cute this length is actually really good it fits both Luke and
2: Annalie and Annalie is super tall for okay. her age. So it fits both of them and very functional. And then the pattern is so cute. I chose the woodland creature pattern. because so cute. It's perfectly non-gendered yeah. and um it has
1: this adorable coordinating trim. Yeah. On A the lot edge. of their designs are like black and white with accents of color. Would yeah. you, would that be an accurate description? It yeah. almost looks like like really cool like pen and ink artsy designs with then little splashes of color. You guys yeah. have to check it out. So really cute. Head to our Instagram, which we are just at the mom hour and look for the post that is giving away two hooded towels from Lil B shop. They are an awesome mom owned business. They're owned by two sisters. Um, and we love um, kind of giving shout outs to businesses like that. So again, head to Instagram. Um, So in, cer- in terms of timing, this episode will release on Tuesday. I think that the giveaway will be going look for it first thing Wednesday, through the following Monday. And if you're listening to this far, far in the future, we're talking about like the second week of April. So it will be over, but you can still check out the Lil B shop. So totally. All right. Thanks, Katie. This was super fun. And Katie and I will be back in a month or so with another fun segment. Sounds good. Thanks, Sarah. Bye, everybody. Hey, everyone. We have a favor to ask. If you are an Apple Podcasts user, can you check really quickly to make sure you're still following the mom hour? Apple did one of their big software updates recently, and it changed a bunch of things about how you get the podcasts you're subscribed to.
0: If Apple Podcasts is your podcast app of choice, all you have to do is find your way to our show page and then click the little plus sign or follow in the top right corner. Thanks so much.